You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 11. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. have got a great guest tonight. Vidya Dinamani is with us and I, I'm about to blow your mind because I'm going to give you the lowdown on Vidya. I interviewed her for my blog, Bringing the Customer to Life, where I quoted her as saying, that's the job of the product manager, to bring the customer to life in a way that helps engineering and developer to do their job with the understanding of how they are doing, how what they are doing impacts the customer's life. Vidya has an undergraduate from Victoria University in Wellington, a master's from my personal favorite, Carnegie Mellon University, and she started her career as a developer, which I love. She worked in management consulting, a rival firm to mine, I won't mention that, and then spent 10 years at Intuit, uh, the makers, of course, of TurboTax and QuickBooks, now owners of Mint. She spent 10 years there, culminating with the Director of Product and Customer Experience Development. Then she moved on to be the VP of Innovation and Design at Mitchell International before striking out on her own, but with a co-founder, to launch Product Rebels. And needing a bit more of a challenge in the past year and a half, Vidya decided that a an accelerator was the way to go. Ad Astra Ventures is her accelerator designed to help scale and grow early startups through strong product, financial, and leadership curriculum. And she is primarily focused on female founders. So I think that's fabulous. I know that You Are Techie does too. Vidya, welcome to You Are Techie. Thank you so much, Ellen. I want you to introduce me every time. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm glad. I love. I'm glad you like it. Let's dig in. I want to actually start with the end, and I want to hear more about Ad Astra Ventures, which I still feel like I'm saying wrong, but it's Latin for "to the stars." Yeah. And can you just tell the community and and me? I want to just hear a little bit more about it. I've heard the term accelerator for years, but I feel like it can mean a little bit of a different thing depending on who's running it. So I'm interested to see how you are. Yeah, sure. I love talking about this. So I started getting involved in the startup scene in San Diego about maybe four or five years ago and kept seeing different pitches, kept seeing people kind of go through, um, talk about their product. And, of course, being a product person, loved helping, loved helping craft like exactly, you know, what's the problem, right? Without your product existing, can yes. you articulate the exact problem, right? It's something that we really want to be able to nail, and then who are you solving it for? So I know I'm saying everything dear to your heart, sort of, Ellen, from a UX perspective. It's <laughs> yes. like what and who, right? Leave, right. leave the power to us, but really focus on that. And so mm -hmm. I kept working with these startups, and then I started getting involved a little bit more in the accelerator and incubators. And what they are is a structured way to take a startup through all the business basics. So we think about not just product market fit, but thinking about financials, thinking about your business model, thinking about sales, thinking about how to raise capital. And as mm -hmm. I got involved in these and we started entering and getting women into these programs, I found that there was just hardly any. I mean, I had a personal mission to be like, I really want to help more women startups, want mm -hmm. to help more women come into uh, the business world. 
-hmm. And it's atrocious. Like it's 5% of funding goes to women these days. I know, I know. You know this, right? So, you know, so we started looking and what we found was there just weren't that many women actually going through the pipeline. So a couple of us said, well, what's going on here? Like it's not women have great ideas. Um, they have great businesses. Why aren't mm -hmm. we seeing more and more? And why aren't we seeing the funding? And what we discovered, and much to our horror, because is that there are all these implicit biases, which is things that we just do. And we do from a very early stage. It's the world around us. No one is doing this on purpose. No one is purposefully, sure. you know, trying to be biased against you. Um, and I'll give you one quick example just to bring it to life. And this is all research-based. All these, like, leading researchers and all these amazing universities around the country have, like, figured this out. But what we do is we find that men get asked promotion questions and women get asked protection questions. So what that means is that if a man comes to talk about a business, what we end up doing is we end up asking, how is this business going to be big? How is it going to grow? So there's lots and lots of promotion questions. How is it going to be bigger? For a woman, it tends to be protection, which is like, let's talk about all the risks and what are you doing about it? And so what oh, happens no. with implicit bias that you're asking women to defend themselves, to um, really explain how hmm. they're going to make sure that they don't fail, mm -hmm. is imagine, right, that an investor looking at someone who's talking about how big this business is going to be, and then yes. someone else is going to talk about how it's not going to fail, you're going to invest in the business that's going to grow. And so that's just yes. one example. And so we discovered there was nine implicit biases. Wow. And what we've done is we created a program, an accelerator, around doing all the things I talked about before, which is the business, the financials, the sales model, all of that good stuff. But on top of it, we train the women in our program to actually answer questions differently. So they show up. Um, with all those biases basically like destroyed as they walk in. It's like they know how to show up differently because one day, hopefully soon, Love there'll it. be a world where we all have these implicit biases have gone. But until mm -hmm. then, it needs to do something about it. So that's what Ad Astra is all about. I mean, I couldn't love it anymore. I feel like it's like everything we talk about in You Are Techie, it's like we're trying to – you know, equip women with the right mindset and understanding because one of the things that we find is, and we are, again, not, again, same with you, like no male bashing here. There are lots of men who want to promote women Absolutely. in tech, but they'll, they'll say, um, you know, men tend to debate just, and so that can be an effective strategy in work and a woman might be on the defensive because we tend to collaborate. Yes. And so... That is absolutely, but I know from my own perspective, this is one of my pet peeves, I say this a lot in the group, but constantly, I mean, mm -hmm. at least once a week, my husband gets asked, you're in tech, right? And he's completely not in tech. And I'm like, oh, dear. no, me, that's me. <laughs> and so I make a big, huge deal of it now because I think it's so important that we are kind of calling out and saying, like, this is what an implicit bias is and how to overcome right. it. And right. so this is so aligned. I love it. I mean, you know, I'm a female founder, so this is beautiful. What an amazing thing you're doing. I'm so excited. Um, so we're super excited. It's been a year, and we've had three cohorts go through our program. Mm -hmm. and oh, my gosh. It's so That's cool. A lot. And these, are, these women are amazing. Um, they graduate from our program. Uh, several of them have gone on to raise Series A funding. 
Mm -hmm. um, we, we're just super excited. And the, the, the small part that we can play um, in, in making these women just, it basically showcases everything they have. We just mm -hmm. want to make it more obvious. And, right. as you, and I love the way you said it. It really is. We talk about equipping them in a way mm -hmm. that you walk into a room and you understand that these impl implicit biases exist. And the right. minute you name them, you can mm -hmm. actually start doing something about it. Because I think we've yes. all been in situations, right, where you walk mm -hmm. in and you're uncomfortable or you get upset or, you know, you're, you don't say anything. I mean, there's all these things that every woman has always done. Yeah. And we just want to, we want to obliterate that. Right. I think that's beautiful, right? If we, if we name it, it can just... Um, yeah, absolutely. We can just destroy it. Okay, we have to. We should move on to other questions. But that's just so fascinating. I'm just so excited by that. So why don't you? Um, can you? Can you start? So now we're gonna take you all the way back. You know. Okay. So so it and you and you start off as a systems programmer, right? Is that true? Yep, that is true. And and and, and walk us through a little bit. You can do the highlights. You know, because I know we've. You and I, we've, we've had some years on the on the experience. You know, we don't have to go through each one, but walk us through like how did how did systems programming go? You know, from systems programming to products, like how was that journey? How did that happen? Yeah, no, that's great. I'll try and make this succinct, and then you can make me say more because that's okay. weird. No, this this could take a while, and I don't want to do that. So, systems programming was something. Um, I think when I was uh, in high school, it was just really cool working on computers. I'm techie. I was good at math. You know, I got to have a physics degree. You don't get a job with a physics degree, right? Programming is where you go with, with anyone. You'll, you'll find a lot of computer programmers have, have crazy science degrees. So mm -hmm. I did, um, I went to systems programming and I loved it. But I found myself just, you know, getting into positions where you'd be leading a project because you could communicate. And I think a lot of women are really good at running projects and programs. And we mm -hmm. find ourselves pulling things together. And I stayed in the tech world. I went to the Pittsburgh Supercomputing Center when I came to this country. Um, loved being in tech again, look, working on really hard science projects. But I found myself really wanting to, you know, do more and not just do the science, but ask the question around like, well, what is the problem we're trying to solve? And so that's right. when I went and got my MBA because I wanted a shortcut, frankly, to get into the business world. And so rather mm -hmm. than start, you know, you know, you, 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 you similar sort of background, you know, you start in a consulting firm and you get a chance to work on a bunch of really cool projects and do some very different things and learn from the best. Mm -hmm. So you learn frameworks mm -hmm. and businesses and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So. That allowed me to start merging sort of tech as well as business. And that's when I moved into it. And I started into it uh, in the strategy group and quickly okay. moved into, um, I was a chief architect for their operations systems um, for a while. And so stay, it's always that mix of like being able to speak business and be tech. And I think anytime you can straddle those two worlds, mm -hmm. you find yourself in a unique position and I loved it. I love being able to straddle both of those areas. Right. Yeah. And so Intuit was a fantastic company. Um, I did several different jobs there, move into business operations. So you can start seeing that move from purely tech into something that straddles operations and the business. And then mm -hmm. I started leading customer experience. And when I left Intuit, was running um, customer experience development, had the product line, had um, a lot of people, had you know engineers, uh, UX, 
um, in our UX group, which we called our XD group, experience design, had not just designers, <laughs> right? But it also had writers and it had researchers. So it truly was really thinking about experience design at an early point. So I was lucky to have um, a lot of really great people in the XD group and mm -hmm. also product managers. And yeah. that's when I started loving the the focus on product. And at the at my at the the next step for me in order to really think about leading a product was to go to a B2B company um, with Mitchell and they wanted to introduce a product function. So I actually got to lead product and marketing um, and work with a company that did software for lots and lots of leading insurance companies. So that's that's sort of the, the, the synopsis of the journey. So I think following sort of the pattern, sort of following the, the, the pattern of what's why is that happening? Like, where's the root cause? Okay, mm -hmm. we're developing software because someone decided that this was a problem. So, mm -hmm. so I want to move to who decides it was a problem? And mm -hmm. then you know, getting closer and closer to the customer is really where I found my career moving towards. Over a long period of time, this wasn't sort of an aha moment. It was mm -hmm. just really curious. And then, and then being lucky, I think it's a mix of following opportunity and, and being very fortunate. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. And I, I love that you said it's an XD group because one of the things I talk about in my course is that UX, so so when I meet someone who has no idea, they're like, you're you're in what? You're, I'm like, oh yeah, UX, which UX designer is now a more common term, but right. really user experience goes by many, many names, right? Like the, and, and people will say, the degree is really, you know, human to computer interaction is the closest thing. You don't really get a UX degree. Then XD, right. some people UE. It was so cute. My daughter was saying, "Why isn't it UE? If it's user experience." And I was like, "Well, actually, some people used to call it that, but I think they just like X." But I, um, I love that they had that group it into it, and then it's not surprising to me that they put a devotion to focusing on the user. And what do you know? Their products are hugely successful and and hugely user focused. I think of my own parents like promoting TurboTax yeah. Yeah. where they are, you know, I mean, they are techie because I encourage them to be, but I mean, they're, you know, that generation where they, they found it easy to use, which I think is a real feat in the product world. Uh, one of the reasons I, I mean, I stayed home with my kids for a while. And so when I returned, I thought, I'm going to be so behind. All the products are going to be so, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, they still look like 1990. <laughs> I mean, I found, I'm like, what's going on? And so. Um, security for you user designers out there. There's so many, like, horribly designed products. Yeah. And anyone, I mean, like, for our kids, it's like, go into experience, because experience is where it's going to be. Like, yeah. all of these awful products that you can't use and you complain about. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. No worries about job security there. I love it. I love it. That's so fun. That's great. To, that's great for our, our members too. So when you um, when you decide, okay, so we haven't even talked about product rebels, which we have to talk about. So like, how do you make the leap for Mitchell? You're like, I'm killing it. I'm doing all this amazing work, and so let me leave and just start something. And 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 what? Tell us about that decision, and then tell us about product rebels because I think that that's. I don't know if people understand. I was like. Vidya Didamani is a product rebel. Like, I didn't come up with that term. That's her company. So I love to. Let's dig in. I love it. The product rebels is because we stand up for our customer. Like, we, like, mm -hmm. you know, fight for the rights of the customer. Mm -hmm. But about um, 
I was at Mitchell. I love the company. I've been very lucky to work for great companies. Awesome. What I found was that I've, I've hired many, many product managers. I've hired, promoted um, lots and lots of people. I've worked with lots of startups, you know. Mm -hmm. And the problem is you don't go to school for product management. Right. No one right. goes to school, right? I mean, in the yes. same way that you do, you know, I have a physics degree, you have to get a business degree. You don't go to school for product management. So what you find is you go find smart people and they come from lots and lots of different disciplines, right? And then what you do is you train them. And because I spent so long at Intuit, um, I have a real affiliation and a love for customer-driven products, right? Mm -hmm. Things that you just talked about, the ease of use. You talked about mm -hmm. how your parents loved TurboTax. It's mm -hmm. because you design with the customer in mind every step right. of the way. But it's really hard to just automatically, you can't just do a brain dump on that with people who come in. So it takes time, you know, it takes, and I found it takes about 12 to 18 months with, with a really smart person to get to the point where it's, it's natural. So then we started recognizing a problem, right? And the problem is that there's lots and lots of organizations that hire product managers. And what happens is that these product managers come from lots and lots of disciplines. Mm -hmm. They do product slightly differently mm -hmm. and you may use a couple of tools, but you go about it completely differently, right? Mm -hmm. there's, there's people to training all the time and they come back, they'd be all excited. There's some good training out there, but then they came back and sort of the weight of the organization and the day-to-day -day just sort of suck the life back out of all the cool things they were going to try. It's right. just hard when you've got a full-time job and you've got deliverables and you've got, you've got to get, you know, your yeah. team's waiting for you. It's just hard. So the, the inspiration was how do we have a distinctly different product training program mm -hmm. that allows people to actually transform into a customer-driven organization in a really short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So we worked with leading researchers um, at a university, and we came up with a blended learning program. And the whole premise of it is that you divide product management into these little chunks, and then you mm -hmm. practice against your product. And then what we do is we don't make it linear. We go back and forth. We iterate. Um, you will do two or three different personas. You will go do customer research every step of the way. We teach you how to turn research into insight and into a product decision. So over 12 weeks, um, the whole team goes through it together. They uh -huh. practice on their product, not some sort of case study. And sure. in three months, we're actually transformational. We actually turn yeah. that team into a really great performing team that is customer focused. So that's what we sort of, we tested it. I didn't, you know, we tested it on workshops. We we, did, we trained so many different startup teams. Um, so at this point, we've probably had about two, over 200 companies go through our training. Wow. We've seen pretty much every example you can see. And it's just <laughs> fun. So, so that's where we left. It was with a hypothesis that okay. this is a problem. Um, we started by doing these workshops in our spare time and evenings and weekends. And then um, I left my job first and my co-founder left hers about a year later mm -hmm. and we're full time and product rebels now. That's so thank you beautiful. for asking. love telling that story. I, that, I can tell, I can tell you love telling it because, and I noticed how well you knew your, your what and your who. I was like, oh, she nailed it. She knows her problem. And I think that that's, it's hard to kind of encapsulate because you're like, yeah, but you went there a lot. There's lots of training. And 
You know, I always, um, I, I feel like you might be, people might be rolling their eyes because you're speaking my language in that when I tell, you know, when I tell the women that I need, they're like, should I go to school? Should I get a certificate? Should I? And I'm just like a broken record. I'm like, you should get real world experience. Work on it. So the step one, get a project, a real project. You've got it. And then I tell them, I'm like, not only is this going to help you, don't tell me you're, well, you have to wait till you have this. No, because if you're in UX, if you're in product, you've got to go talk to people. And so, hey, no time like the present to start. So that's um, I'm a broken record. I so I, I really, you know, we we didn't coordinate this beforehand, but it's, I mean, it sounds like we did because it's so important to really um, get that in-depth experience on one product and have the iterations on it so you can know. That's really where the great UX comes in, right? Like if you like you said, you can't just let's think really hard about every aspect of it. And there's always a point, I know in every project, there's always like a point where I'm like, I, I can just think it all, I can think it. And then I'm like, nope, I can't. <laughs> Remember, no, you can't. You gotta just remind yourself because you feel like, oh, I know this and I know that. You feel like you get into the flow and you've gotta remind yourself, no, it's not about me, it's about the customer, so. You're so right and you can get, I mean, it's exciting, right? We're all in the product business. We, we love yeah. design, we love coming up with solutions. We're problem yes. solvers. It's what mm -hmm. makes us good about our jobs. And I mm -hmm. think that we just got to remember, and I and I kind of speak to, because I you know, did a lot of innovation and design thinking and human-centered design. So mm -hmm. I speak a little bit of your language, is mm -hmm. um, really thinking about you know, the double diamond and thinking about sort of like for product managers, really thinking about like what? What are you focused on? And you mm -hmm. really need to learn from your customers what the main problem is. And mm -hmm. then we get to be super creative and think about how we're going to do it. And right. I think so teams go jump straight into how because you think you understand the problem and that's right. why so many products fail and that's right. why so many products have so many features because it's like well let's just throw another one in, and then we've got another idea and another idea and mm -hmm. then, then customers hate them so I think we're going to use products we hate right <laughs> right right and we talk a lot about like by doing the research not only are you going to have the best product but there's an internal sales job that you have to do to be like it's not it's not just all about opinions it's like if we have the research you can say no it's not about what I want it's about what the user is telling us we need um, so that's beautiful I love that okay let's dig into some nitty-gritty here this is gonna be Ooh. super hard this is gonna be super hard for you okay. I already know I already know this I think I think I know your answer tell me about a day like a typical day for you oh gosh <laughs> what's a typical doesn't exist so doesn't exist tell me about today typical as it gets um so i because i had i run yeah, two companies mm -hmm. um i really split my time between them and okay. so it it starts early and what i do is i often coach companies so in any typical week I have a several clients going through our boot camp that I'm actually weekly coaching, and oh, okay. we love being hands on, right? So, so we actually it's us. So we, you know, we don't farm this out. It's learning our blended learnings on the platform with the videos, and okay. then once a week we coach them. So we have several clients any given week that we're coaching. Mm -hmm. um, we are currently um, putting a a vlog, a blog out there, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. terrifying. So I admire mm -hmm. you doing these. 
<laughs> you don't like after the third one, you don't even notice. You're just like, I don't, you're just, you'll get over it. It's not, I mean, I, I look back at some of my older ones and I was like, wow, it was really awkward, but it just, you get over, you get over it really quick. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So you've got, well, you're, you're such a natural. It's awesome. Um, and then it's, um, conferences, like we usually speak, um, so preparings for the talks for a conference. And then with Ad Astra, I'm in the here with my cohort. Like right now, we're about two thirds of the way through. So uh -huh. I just spent the last four hours working directly with uh -huh. two startup founders. And uh -huh. we have mentors and advisors. Um, uh -huh. We have some amazing people in our community come in and help. So we work side by side. And then it'll be back to the product rebels and it may be answering um, messages. It's a marketing. We're, we're still a startup. We're only three years old. So mm -hmm. you still have to do client development. You have to do client marketing. Um, mm -hmm. So between writing and working directly with clients, working directly with people, it is a mixed bag. But I honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. It's just fun. Oh, that's amazing. That's so beautiful. I know. So we, you had to go hop on a plane and go, go to a conference. I would love to know, like, what? conferences like okay you get to pick where do you want to where do you want to present tell me like what conferences do you like going to well the, we're with we just spoke at the cto conference um oh, and fun. yeah we were the keynote for them and it was really about oh, how do you be how do you think product as a technical leader and so mm -hmm. it was a group of all ctos and we actually put them through a little mini workshop on how to think about product. So that was so much fun. Um, and we love speaking like cool. the last one we've, we've speak, spoke at, you know, various product organizations. But the one that's coming up that we're excited about is how to get promoted as a product manager. Because if no one tells you that, Ooh. right, no one tells you. And it's always in big organizations. You're like, well, what does it take? And we show how to use the skills that you use every day to actually mm -hmm. turn into being getting promoted as a director or a VP. So oh, that's very that's, cool. That's, a, that's the next talk. I love that. I think a lot of our women would love that too. So that is fabulous. I, I, I kind of thought your, your day in the life would be a little bit um, chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Couple more questions here. <clears throat> what about, your, your biggest challenge, because your passion is really coming through, and I think that's amazing, but one of the things that we try to hone in is like, be aware of the obstacles and then and, and know that they're out there, and then when you come up across against them, it's it's not perfect, but it's like you know, you expect it, so you, 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 you have this mentality of, hey, I want this despite, or I'll use this challenge because, or so tell me like what's challenging like today or in your life, like what's challenge in your, in your work. I don't know about, I'm not really a life coach. Probably can't help you with your life, but maybe in, but in, but in your work, like what's a big challenge in your work? You know, I think the biggest challenge honestly is like, you know, when you're a startup and mm -hmm. you, you know, this is, um, it's you, it's you do everything. And we have some, you know, we've, we've definitely hired some people to support us. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, when you work for a company, there's a lot of just support systems that you just take for granted. Yeah, right. So if, if you want new clients, it's, it's you that are hunting down mm -hmm. new clients. Um, mm -hmm. we are running a premiere night. It's like a demo night. We're literally looking around, we're, we're reviewing caterers' bills. So today, you know, I was choosing a caterer. It's, there's, there's no one to outsource anything to. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's you. And mm -hmm. so I think that, you know, the chaos, I think, is really fun. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it can also feel very distracting. It can feel like if you're not doing this, your business is not moving forward, right? Right. So right. There's definitely a lot of um, this is you, but the benefits. It's my time is my own. Um, mm -hmm. I get to do exactly. And we get to work with great clients that that we choose, and we say no mm -hmm. to people that yeah, we're like, oh, awesome. we want to go anywhere near you. So. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> It's, it's always it's like the glass is for me it's always it's it's a half you know it's a half full um but but know that every one of these has its shadows every benefit of free time all the free time you take you're not working on your business the benefit right. of like being able to move really really quickly is it's you who's moving really really quickly right. and you're getting away <laughs> yourself moving faster right right you're not writing and it's not getting published and if you don't get that conference um, mm -hmm. application in at the right time, you're not going. So mm -hmm. this, it's, that's really the biggest challenge. I I can, all I want to say is I feel you. <laughs> I, I, I always, I look at it, I'm like picking the right thing. Pick the right thing. Because the to-do list is never, like there's I, there's never a day where I'm like, yeah, I got everything done. <laughs> it's never, that just, I don't, maybe my to-do list is wrong, never happens. But it's like, did I pick the right things today? Did I pick the right things today, you know? Oh, that's great. Um, I I would love to know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up a little bit. How do you get three cohorts in a year? Because you've got like you were just talking about doing all this, so you've got to recruit them. And then yeah. when you're going through one, you've got to be recruiting the next group. Basically, I mean, if am I reading that right? Am I three months? Three? Yeah, no, you're There's, right. Yeah, okay. We take a break. We, we take a little bit of break in between, and it's okay. ten week. Right. But you're right. As soon as it finishes, we start thinking about what's next. And we're actually changing our programming to run a one-day intensive. So rather than do an accelerator for uh, 10 weeks, mm -hmm. we're actually going to open it up. And we're going to have – it's going to start at 7 o'clock in the morning, and it's mm -hmm. going to go through till 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take someone's business. It's going to rip it apart. It's going to put it all the oh way back gosh. together again. We're going to have investor simulations. We're going to have we we incorporate mindfulness into our programming. And we, nice. at one point, we're going to be lying on the floor doing doing various exercises. Um, and we're going to laugh and it's going to we're going to cry and it's going to be <laughs> an incredible. So that's what we're planning next. That's our new product for um, Ad Astra. But to answer your question about recruiting. Uh, we we have some really good strong networks. We mm -hmm. spin up the call, and we've had over we've had very few people that we take into our accelerator because it's so hands on. We do right. invest in um, in the companies, and so it's a small group. But we've had over 130 women apply just just here, just locally in San Diego, which is amazing. Wow, that is amazing. That I mean, I can, okay. So when are you opening your Raleigh office for Ad Astra? <laughs> That's what I want to know. And then. Um, I, you said something that I know our women really care about. You said you have a great network. And we talk about this all the time. In fact, we have a LinkedIn weekly. We're like, you know, help each other, network with each other. And I know um, I've seen firsthand um, how a, a network can change someone. Can you give us any tips on, like, how do we, how do we like, improve our network if we're just starting off? Or, and how do we, like, make sure it's really, like, strong and tight when we need it? Yeah, no, I love that question. So two things. One is something I've been doing for a while, which is show up, right? And sometimes mm. you just don't want to. It's you're tired. You don't know anyone. You're like, oh, gosh, it's like yes. another thing. But, you know, show up to some things and try them out. Like, mm -hmm. even if it's not with a buddy, just 
try everything once and see if you can find your tribe because you've got to go through about 2025 to find that one that you're like this is great and i really like this group cool. so first of all is show up the second is something i just learned recently which i really like the way they framed it which is a five minute like five minute favor so my question to most people i meet is you know what can i do for you and if I can introduce you or I can connect you or I can send you yes. an article link, it's that five minutes. I mean, I want to help. So you lead with not what can they do for me, but yes. what can I do for you really fast. That is really like it's, it's no problem for me. Um, mm -hmm. And that builds your network really fast. Right. So this idea of this five minute favor is mm -hmm. fantastic. And so I'm, I'm constantly like, is there anything I can do for you? And, you know, and so. If they give me a list, I'm like, well, what, what thing could I do in five minutes? Right. <laughs> right. And so I think they give back um, and ask people, like, how can I help you? Right. And follow through. And that builds your network. And then that gives you all, an incredible network of people that will turn around and walk, walk backwards for you. Right. Right. I, I, I like adore that advice. I want to like replay that clip again and again. Show up a hundred times when I'm like, I don't want to do it. And uh, but, you know, you do it and then you and you make it work and you go. And I've I've definitely been to places where I'm like, not the right place, but you have to. <laughs> you don't know until you go. And I've been to other places where I, I remember one. I was I was literally it was a horrible presentation and I had to go to the bathroom because I drink a lot of water and I have four kids. And I went to the bathroom <laughs> and I was leaving and I was like, I just want to go home. And I'm like, no, meet one more person. Do you know that contact? I still know him. He brought me work. It's been, a, I like, I cannot believe it. I love, that's like, actually, I, I don't tell that story enough, but that is my show up story is that I was going to leave and, uh, and I met just, and I actually ended up meeting like three more people, but he, I met him at that, like, five minute window that I wanted to go. And then the give one, I've heard that before, but I wanna make, I wanna say like, since I've struck out on my own and because I put CEO as my title, which even if it felt a little fake at first when I was getting started, right, it feel, but it feels like that because you know, we're women, we don't, I did it for other women. I, that's, that's my thing is like, I show up, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm the owner and there's not a huge, you know, it's not a bragging thing, but I think that that's a lot of times women, they're like, well, I, I, I see it all the time where they have anything other than co-CEO. Okay, but you put that in your LinkedIn, then what happens? Okay, I get so many sales pitches constantly. I'm like, but if somebody sends me a message and they give me something or they want to help me, I mean, I feel like that message is out there, and yet I still all the time. I mean, it would be so rare that I would say that's happened one in five hundred. I mean, like it's so rare. It's so rare, and if someone says, "Can I?" You know, I thought of you. This was pretty interesting. I like mm -hmm. this. You just immediately. I mean, I think human beings want to help each other fundamentally. I right? agree. And so it's not an unnatural act. It's actually more natural, I think, than trying to network because I think a lot of women also find it awkward. And yes. And you don't, totally. you know, I don't want to market. It's like it feels like sales is. Right, uh, right. I don't, I don't want to be salesy. Right. Right. But if you mm -hmm. genuinely have something and you would genuinely are like, how can I help you? Right. That's a great way of like meeting people, networking more authentically. Um, mm -hmm. That because you're genuinely like I would like to help. So what can I mm -hmm. do? And especially mm -hmm. if it's something that's very easily given, why would you not? 
Right, right. I totally agree. All right. We, we've taken up enough of your time. I just want to ask that this last question. Is there anything that you, uh, is there anything that you, we didn't cover that you wanted to share with our audience or, uh, well, you should just tell them about the book because you're working on a book. Oh, thanks. So, yeah, so we um, we are working on a book. I would love to let you know when it actually is in a, in a place where it's um, – you, I'd love for you to read it. I'd like to – it would be fantastic to get you to see it. But right. fundamentally, we found there's three things, right? There's mm -hmm. three things that most companies get wrong fundamentally about their product. Mm -hmm. And we have a unique way that we've broken it down to say this is what it takes to make products better. And mm -hmm. so we are writing a book about that because we do it in workshops. Um, it is the core, the foundations of our actual 12-week boot camp. And so we have distilled this into a set of this is how you think about it, this is what you do, and here are the templates. And I'm super excited with lots and lots of cases and examples of sure, yes. how this will make a big difference for your company. So let's so coming soon, hopefully this year. <laughs> well, I love, I really appreciate you sharing that because when I talk about, you know, one of the things in our group, it's like, it's, there's so much fear in sharing an unfinished product. And that, I mean, I can say I, that is very authentic to me. Like I know there's so much around, um, getting my first course out and like, I just want to get it out and get it out because I, but I was afraid to talk about it too much beforehand and I know that that's just something we all need to really put out there. Like, hey, I'm working on this and I'm because it's, a you know, everything is a work in progress. Everything right. is always a work in progress. And so I really appreciate you just sharing authentically and I put you on the spot totally. So is there any is there anything else you want to share with the audience or ask or uh, say? No, I just really enjoy talking with you. You're always really fun. And thank you. <laughs> doing what you're doing to put this together because this is work. What you're doing is you're taking out time. It, it requires um, a ton to organize it and put this on and put the feed together. So I appreciate you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for spending time with this video. Have a great rest hey, of the night. Techies. I just want to take a minute to tell you about Spiffy on-demand car care. With four very active kids and my husband and I both running our own businesses, we are always looking for ways to 86 items from the to-do list. That's why I love Spiffy. They come right to my house. They'll go right to your house or office too. They'll get your car in tip-top shape, whether that's an oil change, a car wash, or car detailing. I know you've got those mashed up pretzels in the minivan. And Spiffy loves our mission of helping moms get into tech. That's why they're offering your techie podcast listeners a great deal. You'll get $20 off your oil change, and $30 off any car detailing or car wash services by entering the promo code TECHIE at checkout. How awesome is that? No more going to the local oil change store while the technician wastes your time with upsells. I seriously hate that. Just go to GetSpiffy.com, schedule your appointment, and enter the promo code TECHIE, T-E-C-H-Y, at checkout. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.